This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. Welcome to the MMA Takes Podcast. This is the Pick'em Podcast. I got Dev in the house, Devin Tejada, 2-0 against me. So we're we're getting into it now. 2-0 against me. I'm not happy about it. We we Devin and I have discussed and we have changed the rules up. We're not the rules, the scoring system a little bit. So I'll explain that a little bit later. First off, Devin, how you doing, bud? I'm doing great, man. Doing great. I'm pretty eager to watch this card. You know, a lot of people aren't too excited for it, you know, but I think that there's some little hidden gems within the card and nice. I'm ready to, I'm ready to maybe beat you again, man. <laughs> I wouldn't call it really, sure. I don't feel really beat you because you always you always have one pick over me but right. my lock of the night or whatever right. ends up and that's part of the game me. i mean that's part of the game i mean listen you're picking the right locks of the night i mean the mazadal one was huge we both went lock of the night against each other and last time we picked you kind of mixed it up to make it interesting with the new scoring system uh underdogs are are worth a hell of a lot more we'll get into that later first off i've already i've already prefaced this by you um, we're gonna do a little segment called Yop or Nope, or Yup or Nope, Yop or Nope, whatever it is. I'm gonna I'm gonna say three topics that are pretty hot in MMA right now. I'm gonna give you my opinion on them, and then I'll let you fire away because we text a lot, and uh, sometimes I don't have enough time to do the full podcast because of of life and whatnot, and we're different time zones. But you know, as the kids say, I'm gonna let you go off, King. I'm gonna let you go off on these things because you you text me and you say let's talk some shit sometime. So now's the chance, bud. You ready for this? Awesome. You ready for Yop or Nope? Yup or nope. Yeah, I'm workshopping the title, by the way. So that's 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 gonna be for right now. It's a placeholder. All right. First first up, I've I've texted you this before. Um and my yup is I think Chris Wyman, Chris Wyman moving up to light heavyweight is is a big move in my opinion. I think he'll be a better fighter, and I think he'll get a title shot at light heavyweight. Not saying he's gonna win it. I think he'll get a shot at Jones, which means I think he beats Dominic Reyes come September or October, excuse me, in Boston. Yup or nope, Devin? What do you think about that? So I agree with you on the fact that if he wins that fight, he'll probably get a title shot. As you saw, they were trying to trying to kind of manicure Luke Rockhold for that position, and it didn't end up well for him. I think that right now the UFC and Dana White is at kind of a crossroads with John Jones and they know he doesn't want to move up to heavyweight at the moment. Even though he says he does, he doesn't do it. And they need a big name for a big fight because, you know, it's getting to the point where he's fighting Corey Anderson, and I'm pretty sure he's ranked number eight in the division. Yeah, there's no one There's so, no one for Jones to fight. Yeah, there's no one for him, there's no one for him to fight. So any of these, any of these middleweights that have a, a small a, a name doesn't even have to be the biggest name. Weidman has a pretty big name. They can come up, you know, beat beat one of the top ten guys and get a title shot. Especially a guy like Dominic Reyes, he's undefeated still. I'm not sure. What, I'm not sure. I think he's number four in the division right now. I'm gonna pull up the rankings. Yeah, he's am, high. He's a lot higher than I think he should be, but yeah, because it's a thin division. He's pretty high though. Yeah, and you know, I agree with you on that. I don't know if I don't know 
if Weidman has what it takes to beat Reyes. After we talked about it, I thought about it more, and I was like, you know, he is a good wrestler. He does have good thought pressure. He does have pretty good. He does have pretty good stand up. He has pretty good hands. He strings. He strings things together pretty well. I think the way to beat a guy like Dominic Reyes in his position is kind of similar what I think Frankie Edgar will have to do to Max Holloway, which is what we'll talk about later. But basically, I think he'll have to beat him in the middle because Dominic Reyes doesn't have the best takedown defense, but he does have okay takedown defense. And he does have pretty good hands. So I think in the transition between takedowns, you know, maybe shoot for a single leg, shoot for a double. If that doesn't work, come right back out and get and do some close range boxing, maybe some dirty boxing. And that's how you can beat a Dominic Reyes type guy for that position. I don't know if he has what it takes to do that. Dominic Reyes is a big guy. He's young. He's hungry. And Weidman has had the chin problems. Everybody's talked about chin problems with him. You know, you've, you've seen it. <clears throat> you saw it in his last fight with Jacare. He took a, he, had, he was winning that fight. Yeah. He was winning that fight. He took a big until, shot. He took a real big shot. And Jacare does have some, some power, but Weidman has faced a lot of pretty bad KO losses. It's going to be a good fight. Um, I'm not going to say yep, and I'm not going to say nope, but I'm going to say middle. we will see. You're in the middle. Yes. So you like I'm him going up to the heavyweight, but you don't think he's going to beat Reyes. Is, is So I, we're, we're 50-50 on that. I, I'll take yeah, it. I'll, I'll take it. My my concern is is Reyes hasn't fought a lot of people. He has a good win over Jerry Cannonier, who's a beast at 185 now. His last win over Vulcan Ozemir really exposed his wrestling because Vulcan's far from a grappler. Split decision win. I, I thought it was close. I'm not gonna, you know, cry that he lost. I just think Wyman matchup wise, good. The only problem with Chris Wyman that I have, and I've had it with him for a long time, is he is so slow, so slow. His punches are so slow. Good wrestler, but it, it, he's just so slow. So we're gonna go fifty on fifty on that one. This one, the next one, yes, uh, the next yup or nope. I do think we're gonna probably be similar here. It's about John Jones. John Jones got into more trouble assaulting a stripper. Apparently, he slapped her pussy. Um, there's going to be cameras everywhere. Uh, so this is going to come out. He's on Twitter, you know, saying, you know, it wasn't me. You guys got it all wrong. Yada, yada. My uh, my yup on this guy is I think it is impossible to root for him. Yup or nope, Devin? Are you still a John Jones fan or or, or we, we off him? You know, since he fought Gus... I kind of rooted for him in the Gus fight, but the more I've looked into it, the more I look into the, just not just the fighter, but the person that he is and the decisions that he makes in his life. I can't, I just can't root for somebody that has a fiance, has multiple daughters, knows who he is, knows what he's done in his past because he's done it. We know it. If I know what he did, he definitely knows what he did. Yeah. And he's in the strip clubs. Just it's, he can't figure out where he needs to be. Not to mention, you know, he hasn't been looking like himself lately. It's, I, I always, I always, you know, believed him with the whole PED thing. But if you go look at his record, things are changing. Yeah. You know, when they moved, when they moved his last fight to California with Gus, he tested hot, and that was the reason why they moved it. The last two fights against Anthony Smith and now Tiago Santos. He pissed clean. Couldn't finish either one of those guys. Yeah. So things are just looking weird for him. Um, he's not fighting like he used to. He moved down in the UFC pound for pound ranking. So he's right. actually behind Khabib in DC. And I just can't get behind him. I I can't I can't 
I just I, I can't root for him anymore. I can't yeah. cheer for him anymore. I kind of just want to see the guy lose because I don't if he continues to fight the way that he's fighting within the next two or three fights, he's going to be beaten. And I think it's going to be his next fight. Yeah. Depends on. who. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't think he'll have problems with Corey Anderson, but if he fights DC and he keeps fighting the way he fights in, uh, fighting, DC's going to win and beat him and then retire. Cause that's like the dream thing for DC. That's his, his nemesis. It's hard. It's impossible to root for John Jones. It's something else. Dana White had a comment today like that he's numb to it. He's so fucking numb to it at this point because when John Jones isn't in the cage, he's worried about what John Jones is doing. And you're right. It makes me sick. I mean, he's a, he's a, I don't know if he's married, but he has a fiance. I don't know if they're officially married yet. Been together forever. Three daughters. And he continues to do this stuff. And he's going to continue to do this stuff because he's going to get away with it. He's a millionaire. He's the best, greatest of all time at, you know, possibly I know he lost or dropped in the pound for pound rankings, but those are just opinion based. I mean, he thinks he's the greatest of all time. He's impossible to root for. I mean, I think we're both, we're both yup on that. The guy, the guy stinks. We don't like him. Great fighter. Shitty person. Last one here, Devin. This is a good one. This is, I don't know where you're going to land on this one. I, I put this one down there. Not sure where you're going to fall. So Ben Askren and Damian Meyer are rumored to fight at the end of September, October. I don't think they've announced the date yet. Um, I love this matchup. I really do. I, I, I have uh, not many people are eager to go to the ground with Damian Maya. Not many people want Ben Askren to take him to the ground. I seriously doubt this is going to be a stand-up fight where they're going to cancel each other out. This will hit the mat. With that being said, early predictions from your boy. I like Damian Maya. Yup or nope? Yup. Oh, I didn't <laughs> see. I, I did not see that. I thought you were going to take Askren on that one. All the way. No. Wow. I, I just don't think I watch old Ben Askren fights and I just see what he's doing. And I don't think he's even in that prime that he was in. If you would even call that a prime right. athlete, he did fight. His record is just weird. And I, I don't want to call it padded, but it's very fortunate. Yeah. He fought a lot well, of fighters at yeah. the right time. He's fought. I mean, he has a good win over Douglas Lima, a young Douglas Lima. He has a good win over uh, Jay Heron, which, again, was one of his horror fights in Bellator. He fought nobody in 1FC. I mean, he fought Shinya Yoki, who's a fucking, could make 145 if he really tried. So he's fought nobody. He's come to the UFC, didn't look good against Robbie. Obviously, we saw what Masvidal did to him in five seconds. I think his confidence shot. I think his confidence has really hit. Um, I think if he goes to the ground with Maya, I think he can get fucked up. I'm shocked that you, that you did that. I mean... I'm not saying you're, I don't, you know, we've never talked about Ben Askren, you being a huge fan of Ben Askren, but um, I thought you maybe would be some resistance on that. That surprised me. We're both on the Meyer train. Um, I'm actually curious how that line's going to open up. There's obviously no lines now because there's a rumor, but if I had to predict, I think maybe it'd be, I mean, I think Askren would probably be the favorite, slight favorite, but it would be, it would be close. Maybe they can pick them. Yeah. Maybe even like pick them odds. Yeah. And another thing that I'm, that I'm thinking about too is like who has Demi and Maya fought and who has, even if you don't win, you know what I'm like? Right. Who have you fought? Exactly. Who have you shared the octagon with? Who do you have? Like who, who have you put those ring, t- that ring time in with? Yeah. And it's, you know, an old, a uh, young Douglas Lima. That's, uh, you know, that's yeah. Douglas Lima is great. If Ben Askin and Douglas Lima fought right now, I think things would be really different. It'd be different. But, yeah. But Demi and Maya, like he's fought to top caliber for if he's had a very, very, very strong, yeah, like very, very strong, like crazy schedule. The guys fought everybody. Yeah. 
he, you know, like you could look at his record and he's fought, he's fought everyone in the world and you can't talk shit to him. No, there's no mind. He's the nicest guy in the world. You can't, what are you going to say bad about Demi and Maya? I mean, there's there's nothing. He's got a little bit of a lisp. He's got a weird haircut, but he's like, he looks like a school teacher that teaches English in Brazil. But he's the nicest guy in the world. Like you can't talk shit to him. I mean, yeah. it's going to be a different approach for Ben Askren because you can't fucking talk shit to him. But I love that fight. I really do. I think it's a smart fight for okay. both guys. Maya, Maya's talked about he. This might be his last like full year. He wants a couple more fights. I think he knows the title shot's not in the future. But beating a guy like Askren who runs his mouth and he's just high prospect who's good on the ground as well really is a feather in the cap for uh, old D Maya, Damian Maya. All right, so that was Yupper Nope. I wish I had more. I can only think of three. We'll do that. Uh, we'll do that again, so we can pick your brain and get your thoughts on things. Maybe I'll, I'll mix it up a little bit. Maybe I'll go super controversial and see what uh, see what your takes are. So, um, it's the pick'em time. UFC two forty. Very excited about the main event. You talked about how you're excited about the card. You can explain more. I'm a little. I'm a little soft on this card. I don't love it too much. I think Edmonton deserves a better card. I think the co-main and main event are gonna be great. I'm really excited about the main event. So um, I'm going to play a little jingle here to let the people know that we're making the money and I'll explain the rules. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Money, 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 money. <laughs> That's right. Had to play the Shane McMahon entrance because Devin and I have been money on our picks. We've last two cards. We picked underdogs. Devin had the Masvidal pick which should have yielded you big bucks because I believe he was a plus 290, which is a huge underdog. So with our new rules set up, um, if, if you were just now tuning in, basically what we did was each each fight got a point. Underdogs, you didn't really yield more points, but if you got an underdog lock in the night, you did. So we're changing it up. Each fight you pick right, you get a point, right? If it's an underdog, you earn two points. If it's an underdog in the plus 200, you earn Three points. If it's an underdog in the 300s, you earn the whatever the plus is. So it's like a plus 110. You're going to earn two points for that fight. If it's a plus 200, you're going to earn three points and so forth. It keeps going up as you go up. So underdogs are worth a lot more. There's a, there's a, there's a minus or excuse me, a plus 450 on this card. So you're going to get four points if you pick that. With that being said, you also going to have to pick a lock in the night. It could be underdog or it can be a favorite. That will yield you an extra point as well. So earn a point for every fight you get right. Earn extra points for underdogs in your lock of the night. We're going to go extra point for that as well. And a little bonus, not to confuse everybody, but if you want to throw in one of your lock of the night to how the fight's going to end, you might get an extra point for that. But that's, you know, we're not going to confuse everyone. We're not going to overwhelm people with the rules here. You got that, Deb? Wow. You, you understood? You, you caught yes, up? Sir, I All like right. it. All righty. So we'll kick off the card. First fight of the night, Giacomo Lamos, who is 6 and 0, he's a plus 145 underdog. He's fighting Tanner Bozer, who is 16-5 and 1, he's a minus 175. Uh Devin, since you are defending champion, I'm going to go first cuz I need all the leg up I can. This is the big boys right here, Tanner Bozer. I mean, you can look at the guy. He looks like Roy Nelson, right? A little less fat Roy Nelson kind of when I saw him fight the videos I looked up, kind of have him had a mullet. Really wild on the feet. Pretty good everywhere. Decent wrestler. Not a killer on the ground, but he, he's capable. Um, Canadian born and bred. He's fought a lot of his fights in Russia, so he's fought a lot of those big fucking Russian bears. His record's a little spotty. I don't love what I see of him, but
but he's fighting Giacomo Lemos, a big, huge Brazilian guy. This dude's tatted up, giant back on him, but he's wild, right? Has power, undefeated. All his wins, I think, come by stoppage, but he's been fighting in Japan. A lot of his fights have been in Japan, not Brazil. Um, interesting fight. Both making the UFC debuts here. The big boys, you need a juice. You need some juice in that heavyweight division. It'd be easy for me to pick Tanner because he's the hometown guy. I actually don't know if he's from Edmonton, but he's a Canadian boy. They're going to be rooting for him. He's going to set the world on fire. He has a better resume, I think. I think he has a better overall skill set. A little small uh, for heavyweight. I don't think he's that big of a dude. Um, I don't love his overall game. Uh, Gio Como, just because he's got the plus next to his name, I'm taking him as an underdog pick. I'm getting the points. That's going to yield me some extra points there. Um, what, what do you got on this fight, Devin? Two big boys here. I So I think that I, it's it, this is a tough fight to pick because these guys have never really faced high, high-caliber opponents, and they will probably be the best fighters that they have fought cool. when they fight each other. Yeah. Um, earlier today, I watched a little bit of tape on uh, Giacomo Lemos. Lemos. I watched a little bit of tape on him. His stand-up's a little stiff. It's a little wild. But he does look like he has a lot of power. He does look like he has a lot of ground and pound. I think he's a really good underdog pick. Um, and I don't know if I would bet this fight, but for our point system, it'll be fun to pick an underdog right away. So I'm going to yeah. agree with you, and I'm going to pick go. the underdog. Smart man. Smart man following my lead. Yeah, this is a fight that, I mean, Tanner being a minus 175, almost a 2-1 to one, uh, favorite, it's a little crazy to me. It would be dangerous to bet because you don't really know what either of these guys have. Heavyweights fights can go... It's like a it's like females fight, like really low level female fight. You don't know the way they're gonna go. You just don't. Heavyweights are the same way. Um, Tanner's resume is a little bit better, but yeah, I agree with you. Uh, Lemos, Lamos, Lemos, Giacomo, great name. Hopefully, he goes by Gio because that's awesome. Um, I think he's I think he's a better guy here. I think he's gonna win. I think we're on the same page. Next up, you got Kyle Stewart, who's eleven and two. He's a minus one ten. He's at the pick and fight. He is fighting Eric Koch. Who is 15 and 6? He's a minus 120. Um, very, very pick and fight, even, even across the board here. Devin, who you like in this fight, bud? So I think I'm gonna go with Eric Koch on this fight. Um, he has been fighting, he just has so much experience. He's been fighting in the WEC. He's actually fought in multiple weight classes. He started off at, at featherweight and he TKO'd or finished Rafael Sunsau. He's done that, mm-hmm. I think it was in 2011. Um so he he does have good wins on his record. Kyle Stewart lost his last fight to Chance Rencounter, and I did nail that guy's name. Nailed it. I was want I was wanting <laughs> you to say it because I don't want to fucking say it. Rencounter. Thank you, you John. Fucking John Anik nails it. Yeah. So, and I just think that Eric Koch has, has faced a lot better of opponents. Kyle Stewart lost his. I mean, MMA math doesn't work. Kyle Stewart lost his last fight. Yeah, it's a chance run counter. Um, Eric Koch gonna be the smaller guy. You know, he does have a shorter reach. He is two inches shorter. He has a five inch. Yeah, the other guy has a five inch reach advantage. I, I think that Eric Koch's gonna get it done though. They're both thirty years old. One guy's definitely been fighting a bit longer than the other. I'm gonna go with Eric Koch. I think he's gonna be. I think he's gonna be a solid pick. I wouldn't say he's my lock of the night, but I think he'll get it done. Nice. Yeah, I, you know, this fight was a really hard fight to, to pick for me. Um, Kyle Stewart, you got a small sample size against Chance. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name. Um, he got finished in that fight. That was his UFC debut. 
Um, you know, he's he's uh, a guy that I've heard about a little bit in the LFA, but I don't love his game. He is a finisher. He's really good when he gets on. He's on uh, when he's on top of you. He's tough to handle on top. Eric Koch's a guy again. Been following him since the WC days. He head kicked the shit out of Rafael Sunsal. Crazy that guy made 145. I mean, when he came to the UFC, when the UFC and WC merged, he was the guy a lot of people really looked at as the next guy at 45 when they adopted those weight classes. Um, really couldn't put it together. Got you know knocked out uh, in Cincinnati, I believe, by uh, Darren uh, Crookshank. I believe that was in Cincinnati. Or did he knock out Crookshank? Oh, boy. Now I'm on. I know I'm mixed up. I'm pretty sure I saw one of these live. Yeah, okay, so he lost to Darren Crookshank in in Cincinnati. I remember watching that. Yeah, so, um, again, Eric Cook, a guy, I'm glad he's going up in weight. I'm glad he's not sucking down to 145. Um, this is an interesting fight. I love the line for this fight. I, the, I think this line is perfect. I think it, it's going to go either way. Um, however, since you took Coke, which I was 50-50 on this fight, I'm going to take Stewart. We're going to mix it up a little bit. Um, I Again, I would probably stay away from this betting-wise unless you're a fucking wild man or unless you train with either of these guys. I just think Kyle Stewart's going to be a little bit bigger, a little bit more physical. I think he's going to be able to get the fight to the ground. Coke works pretty well off his back. He has long legs, good triangles, good arm bars, but he just hasn't been um, consistent enough. I mean, he's lost two of his last fights. His last win was in 2016 over Shane Campbell. Who? Exactly. No one knows. So I don't love that he hasn't been competing that much. I know his father just passed, so he's dealing with some shit. Um, I do like to move up and wait for Coke. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go Kyle Stewart. Let's mix it up. I'm going to go opposite you, Oppo. Um, I'll keep track of the line. Again, if it's a pick em fight, it's a pick em. I know, uh, you know, uh, Coke is a slight underdog, but if they're both in the minus, I mean, what are you going to do? If one drops down to a plus, we'll, we'll award the, uh, the other one the points. But I'm going to go with Stewart there. Next up, you got Gillian, Jillian. I don't know how they're pronouncing in Canada. Uh, Robertson, she is eight, six and three. She is a minus 125 favorite. She is fighting Sarah Frotto, who is nine and one. She's a minus 105 favorite. It's a pick and fight, favorite underdog, however you want to look at it. Um, I lead the dance on this one. Sarah Frotto made a UFC debut. Um, it was the fight of the night. She fought um, uh, Livia Renato Souza, and uh, she was a contender series contestant as well she fought Sosa and won a split this or lost a split the decision uh excuse me this woman terrifies me she is scary she has tattoos the picture i'm looking at her now she's doing the shush shine she's giving me the shush with a bunch of medals around her neck frightening right she's a killer in there jillian robertson complete opposite like sweet little you know cute canadian with the red hair who wants to get to the ground wants to submit you froto wants to fucking knock you out and eat your face She's scary. I'm never going to pick against Froto because I'm terrified of her. So with that being said, I'm going to go with Froto. So I, man, I watched her fight on the contender series and she was vicious. She was so vicious. Sarah Froto. She was so, so vicious. Um, Just like you said, she's, if you see her in person, you won't, you won't even make eye contact. No, with I'm, I'm going, I'm, I'm walking across the street. I'm not even going there. <laughs> She's she's scary and you know her fighting style matches the way she looks. Like she's she's in there to she will scrap. She's gonna go in there and bang with you. That's her that's her objective. She wants to bang. She is a little wild. She does have power, but she does have pretty good technique. Um, and she just she, she. I think that you know, Jillian's been submitted. She's won by submission, but I just don't think that her style is going to match up with Frota. I think Frota is probably just going to steamroll her. And if not, she might get taken down early and maybe potentially submitted 
by the second if she does lose. But I, I see her piecing her up pretty bad. I do see her winning. Maybe not a stoppage, but I do see her piecing her up pretty bad and taking all three rounds if it does go three rounds and they can keep it on the feet which is what she's going to want to do. I do see her just completely running through her. Yeah. I mean, Jillian Robertson, she's never jumped off the page to me. She does have good submissions, good ground game. I've betted her before. I think she was a huge underdog. I took a shot. I lost a little bit of sour grapes on my end. Um, but yeah, Froto is just terrifying. I think we're on the, we're on the same page there. Next up, you got Alejandro Patoja, who is 21 and three. He is a, where yeah, minus 130 favorite. Against Devison Figueroa, he is fifteen and one. He's a plus one hundred. Some sites have him a plus one hundred five underdog. Devin, you got this one. In my opinion, probably the hardest fight to pick on the card. So, who you got? It's kind of in a really weird place on this card, too, man. This is really weird. Just really weird placement of this fight because this fight should be. It should be a lot higher. I it should be. Yeah, it should be. Yeah, these guys. The these guys are legit dudes. It should be higher on the card. Yeah, like these guys. These guys are super, super legit. Um, and this is just going to be a crazy fight. I. It's a really hard fight to pick. Um. As much as you can analyze it and break it down, they're both really good at things. They're. they're and it's at flyweight, so I'm glad. I'm glad to see the flight fights at flyweight. That's you know that's. Right. That's exciting. It's unfortunate that it's not on the main card. And I think that's just like Dana White giving everybody the bird, you know, like (laughs) this is a flyweight fight. Here's a flyweight fight. Let's make the first fight on the prelims on ESPN, you know, not, not even the last fight. Um, it's, it's, this is going to be a hard fight for me to pick, but I think I might go with Davison Figueroa. Um, just because, and he's a good underdog pick. He, for as close as the fight could be, if you were to bet this fight, he would be a good underdog bet just because how close the fight potentially could be. Um, and I can't really even analyze it or break it down for you because just because you just don't you don't know what's going to happen. You know, they could grapple the whole time, or they could stand and strike. They might cancel each other out. You know, right? You just you just don't know what's going to happen. Um, but I'm going to watch it. I'm excited to watch it. Um, I want to hear what you think about it. Yeah. This fight is really tough to pick. This is the fight that I've, I've struggled. It was the last fight I, uh, filled out on my little sheet here. Listen, Pantoja is, is a guy who was on the ultimate fighter. He was the number one ranked guy in the flyweight tournament thing they did. Um, look good. He has trouble with, with bigger, stronger grapplers. Dustin Ortiz beat him. He lost in a show to, uh, I, I want to say Shelton, but I, I, that's off the top of my head. Uh, no, he lost to the Japanese guy, Hermosa, who's not in the UFC anymore. Um, he struggles with, with big, strong grapplers. He's a good jiu-jitsu guy. He's a good stand-up dude. He's got some good Muay Thai. He's pretty well-rounded. Devison Figueroa is a guy that I've actually haven't been overly impressed with. He was 15-0 and 0 for the longest time. Dropped his last eye to Juicier Formiga, which I thought was a, a pretty c- close fight. It was a unanimous decision for Juicier, but... Devison can kind of do it all. He's a really good grappler. He's kind of big for the weight class. He's strong. He's powerful. His strikes are better than than I ever anticipated. I don't pay super close enough attention to him to really think he's all that great. I've doubted him before. I've bet uh, betted against him before and lost every single time. He's a really tricky one to find out. This is a really evenly matched fight. I think it should be on the main card. Um, if either of these guys were Canadian or if this was in Brazil, it'd definitely be on the main card. They're kind of burying it low here on the prelim fights. Um, I was 50, 50 on this fight. I was going to hear you out. See what you said. I'm glad you went, uh, figure out that's a smart underdog pick. 
I will bet Figueroa come Saturday night. I'll probably throw him in a parlay. Maybe I'll bet him straight up. I think that's a really good positive money on your side. However, just to be opposite of you, because I do think it's 50-50, I think Panchoja is a little bit quicker on the feet. I think he'll be in and out. And um, hopefully, the, the only way he's going to lose is if Figueroa decides to grapple and take him down. Uh, I think that's his Achilles heel. But his last few fights, Pantoja has looked really good. He's looked like a finisher. I mean, his last fight, he finished Wilson Hayes by knockout. And his fight after that, Ukisaki, he finished by rear naked choke, both in the first round. So he's got a little bit of a hot streak right now. I'm riding the hot streak. I'm going with Pantoja. Don't love that he's at a one minus 130 favorite. I think the line's a little off. So I think there's some real value in Figueroa. Plus, I just like seeing his name. All right, next up, Canadian, Devin, uh, Devin, Gavin, Excuse me, Gavin Tucker, who's 10 and 1. He is a minus 120 uh, favorite. Pick him underdog, whatever you're looking at. He's fighting Sung Woo Chu, Chow Chu. He is 7 and 2. He is a minus 110 pick him. This is a pick him fight. Uh, I lead the dance on this one. Um, not going to take too much time in this fight. This is this is a, a, a Gavin Tucker hasn't fought in forever. Um, a guy who was hot on hot Canadian prospect. I remember him coming on. Big finisher, big punches. He's good everywhere. He lost his fight to Rick Lennon in 2017 and hasn't been seen since. Good homecoming for him. He's fighting Su Wu Chu, who I do not know a ton about. I looked him up. I saw some tape on him. Uh, good punches. He's, he's primarily a stand-up guy. He's, he's, he lost his UFC debut. Uh, just got outgrappled. Got decisioned. Little one note a little bit. Little one uh, just doesn't have it yet. I don't think I don't think he's ready for the UFC. His full game He's taking some time off, so maybe he can switch it up a little bit. I'm going to pick Gavin Tucker here. Uh, I'm going to go with the Canadian. I think it's going to be a big win uh, for Team Canada here. Devin, which one do you like, pal? You know, this is there. There's a lot of even fights on this card. A lot of close to even, whether it's you a, know be a small favorite or yeah. So there's a lot of close odds on. Like a lot of close fights on this card. I'm pretty surprised to see how many close fights they actually are, you know, as we go over, <clears throat> as we go over who's favorite and whatnot. This is a little bit of a hard fight to pick. Like you said, Gavin Tucker, he's, he's an older guy. I think he's 33, 34 years old, um, which is, you know, getting up there for this division. And it's, this is a hard fight to pick. The, definitely the hometown guy is going to have the whole, the whole place behind them. Um, they're just putting some Canadian guys on here just to fill up this, you know, not so crazy card. Um, like you said, I don't want to spend too much time on it. I'm going to go Gavin Tucker as well. Nice. I just think he fought the better competition. I think he's got the heavier handed guy. And I, I, you know, I don't see, I don't see. It's Choi Sung Woo or. Yeah. Sung Woo Choo. So he's Korean. So do they say, is that. Again, is that I don't know. I miss when, whenever I, I say a Korean's name here, and then they say it on the broadcast. I go, I'm an idiot. Like I say it backwards. I'm just going by, you know, I'm, I'm an American man. I read, you know, I read fucking left to right. So I'm reading the way it is. But yeah, I don't know how they pronounce it. I mean, Choi's definitely a last name, you would think. I, I don't think that's a first name. But yeah, I'm, I'm not super familiar with him. I, I looked up some tape. He's, you know, he's, he's aggressive. And, and I think Gavin's going to take that one, though. Yeah. I just think he's got the heavier hands and, and, you know, he's got the crowd behind him. He's going to be at home. He wants to put on the show, which could be dangerous, you know, if you get reckless, but he's, you know, like you said, he hasn't fought in a while, but I just think he's going to put it together and take yeah. the win. It might not be a crazy, you know, this could be a, could be a cracker of a fighter. It could yeah. be a slow, you know, snoozy fight. Right. Um, We'll just have to see. Yep. Yeah, I think I think it should be. I mean, both styles match up to be pretty good. Gavin Tucker though hasn't fought in a while. I can see him maybe 
grappling, clinching, taking him down and maybe working the ground stuff. But, uh, cause Troy is, is really one dimensional. I don't think he really has much of a ground game. All right. Next up, Hakeem Dawadu, who is nine, one and one. He is a minus 400 favorite versus Yoshinari Hori, who is eight and one. He is a plus 325 underdog, big underdog money here. Devin, what are you taking, bud? Who are you taking in this fight? Hakeem or Yoshinori? Oh, I think I'm going to go with Hakeem Dawadu. I don't really know too much about uh, Yoshinori Hori. Hori. Hori? You'd get naked in front of where I grew up if that was your last name. Yeah, you're, um, you're getting the shit kicked out of you from where yeah. Maybe that's what happened to him. Yeah, that's maybe, why he's so tough. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, maybe he's gonna win in first round. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think that's gonna happen though. Hakeem does have really good stand up. Um, I think that he's gonna take this fight. I yeah, he's just got such. He's so technical. He's so powerful. Um, he's pretty big for the division as well. I just you know I don't know much about his opponent really at all. Unfortunately, I don't know if this is a last minute. Was this a last minute opponent for him? Um, I don't think so. I, I, I don't, it doesn't say on topology. This could have been maybe thrown together, uh, since Hakeem is Canadian. Um, mm. Yoshinori is making his UFC debut, but uh, usually they put on the bottom of a fight got fell out or whatever. I don't see that. And, and, you know, I haven't, uh, you know, I don't have a, you know, I don't know. It, it might've been, you, you might be right, but I don't know for sure. I, you know, I like how they're building him along though. You know, yeah. I think they're doing right by him. I think he, I think he could be a stud. He's, he's in, I follow him on social media. He's funny. He's charismatic. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of funny that he's like Canadian. Cause I mean, he's like, he's got swag to him. All these other Canadians that's been in the UFC have been like, you know, super nice and like, or George St. Pierre, like, you know, talks like a robot. So it's cool seeing like a cool Canadian who can crack, like starting to push him. And I agree with you. I think they're, they're bringing him along the right way. Yeah, they they got him. You know, this is they they do they do some like sometimes they do really well by fighters, and sometimes they just fuck it all up. Right. And this is you know I I understand this fight. He's at home. He's you know they're they're kind of I don't want to say they're feeding him a guy because you know it's MMA anything can happen. But he's at home. He's in Canada. They're they're trying to build him up. They're trying to build him up, and I really like what they're doing. Um. I really do like what they're doing with him, giving him this opponent. I think he's going to take this fight. Yeah, he's at home. He, you know, he's one of the Canadian stars. He's he's one of the most known, you know, fighters at fighting out of Canada right, right. now. He's you know he's well known, and they're giving him good. They're giving him they're giving him the right steps. And I think this I think this is a good fight for him. And I'm going to pick him. Yeah, yeah. Canada is a huge market. I mean, every if you ask any, you ask Dana White, you ask John Anik, you ask anybody who goes to pretty much every UFC event, who's the best crowd? You get two answers. You get Canadian fans and you get Australian fans. So crazy for it. I love it. Um, Canadian hasn't had like a superstar in a little bit. Obviously, GSP, one of the best in the game. You know, he's not coming back anytime soon, at least I don't think. Hakeem's your next guy. And I couldn't agree more. I think they're bringing him up right. They're doing good by him. Exciting dude. Can crack. Powerful. Talk about how funny and great he is online. Yoshinori, a guy who who they're bringing in. UFC debut. He can crack as well. I, uh, I looked him up earlier this week because I have no idea who he was. Pancrase guy fought all his fights in Japan is a, um, is a, um, obviously making his UFC debut big guy, powerful guy for being a, a Japanese guy. Typically they're on the smaller end. They don't cut a ton of weight. He's a good size kid. He can crack, uh, Hakeem just so technical, so fast, so powerful. Yoshinori's fought no one like Hakeem before. He's tough. 
He's durable, I think, but Hakeem, I think, is just his leg kicks mixed with his punches, mixed with everything. I'm going to predict a knockout probably in round one because Yosunori is pretty aggressive. Hakeem tends to sometimes in fights to play the counter stuff. I mean, there, there was a fight in the past. I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. Let me look at his record real quick. Um, yeah, it was Austin Arnett fight, right? His Austin Arnett fight wasn't that great. He, he Austin Arnett's a guy who's been finished before, and he didn't look great in that fight. He he didn't come out aggressive. His last win was a split decision win. Um, so I'm not going to touch Yosunori because I do think this is a coming out party for Hakeem. I think he's that good, that technical, that young, that powerful. In our scoring system, it's crazy not to take Yosunori because you're going to get three extra points. However... I'm not going down that road. I think Hakeem's going to win. I'm on the same page as you. All right. Next up, you got Alexi Davis, who's 19 and 9. She is a plus 175 underdog. She is fighting Viviane Arjoju. Arjoju? Sorry. Can't pronounce Brazilian's names. She's 7 and 1. She's a minus 235 favorite. Uh, I believe I lead the dance here. This is kind of a throwaway fight. Let's say I know Alexis Davis is, is, a, is a big name in FEMA MMA. She's fought Ronda Rousey. She's been around for a long time. I believe she's cutting to flyweight or maybe going back up to bantamweight. Not really sure. Never been overly impressed with her. Uh, Vivian is, is a killer. She Her last fight out, she had the one-punch knockout overhand right over Tatiana Bernardo. That was the UFC debut. Has one loss to her name. I think she has more power than Alexi. Alexi, Alexis, Alexi, sorry, I don't know. Alexis. Um, she's a little old. She's a little long in the tooth. I, I, you know, she's got a lot of fights in there. I know they're promoting her up. They, she's really high in this card. I mean, she's the last fight before the main card, which I think is crazy. I think Vivian is, is going to come out and knock Alexis Davis out. I think the, uh, the Canadian crowd's going to be pretty upset about that. So I'm taking the favorite on this one. Devin, do you like the under? You like You're going to take the underdog bait here, bud? No way. I think that this, you know, I think that there's something secret going on here behind what what they're doing for the Canadian people here. You know, we know Alexis Davis is a Canadian fighter. Um, and I think that there's some secret matchmaking going on here because if you watch Viviani Arujo, pretty sure Arujo, one of those two, um, I'm, I'm pretty sure that they could be manicuring her into a possible, a possible, possible contender for Valentina. If you watch any, did you watch her last fight? So she, Viviani fought in Brazil, and she fought at 115 pounds. Right. So she moved up to flyweight. Her last fight, she was she she was a late notice fight, and this was at bantamweight. Right. If you watch that fight, she was cracking. She was cracking her opponent. She was cra- like it was. She was she, she beat her up all three rounds, and then the and then the third, she freaking one like you said one punch knockout. This chick has power, and she carries power through through all all the rounds you know all three rounds right and i i think that you know potentially in the future she could be she could be really really you know she could be a really good fight for valentina and i think that there's some little secret matchmaking going on there to where they can you know if alexis davis wins she wins in front of the the canadian hometown if not it's a name for viviani and then maybe her next opponent would be another name and you know two three fights later you know you're looking at a contender and I think she might be one of the hardest punchers in that division. If you yeah. really break it down and think about it, she, she, she has you know, for a, for a one twenty five pound woman, she cracks, like yeah. she really, really cracks. She's, she's got some hands. Yeah. Um, she, she's, she's not young. She's not old. She's 32. Um, she has been fighting for a while. I just think that she's going to, she's going to finish Alexis Davis and it's probably not going to be good. Um, right. like you said, like, 
Alexis Davis, she's, you know, she's 19 wins, nine losses. Um, so basically she's winning two out of three fights and I just, you know, I don't think that she's on the up and up and I think Viviani's on the up and up and she can just crack man. And when you got that, when you're, when you're in the women's, when you're in any of the women fighters, just look at Amanda, look at Valentina, look at Andrade, like they're skilled MMA fighters, but if you're a brute and you're strong and you're a woman fighter, yeah, it it gives you more of an advantage than a male fighter that's a brute. And can crack. I mean, so. Jessica Jessica Andrade isn't the most technical fighter in the, the division. Rose was dominating her, but she's Whipping so her. big and so strong, and she threw on her head and fucking got the win. It you're absolutely right. Women's strength separates you. That's why Ronda Rousey was so good in the beginning. She had good judo, but she would grapple with men, and people talk about how strong she was. She's ragged on women. Viviani's cracking. I mean, you don't see many one over, you know, one punch knockouts in any division in the women, let alone 115, 125. So I think it's a solid pick. Alexis Davis, again, like what you're saying, the matchmaking, this is this is smart by the UFC. If Alexi wins, the Canadian crowd's gonna go crazy. She's been around for a while. She's well known. She's had her title shot. But if she loses, then you got Viviani with her biggest win of her career silencing a Canadian crowd. So, you know what I mean? So, it's win-win for the UFC. Obviously, I think UFC wants Viviani to win. They're never going to come out and say it. But, uh, yeah, we're on the same page, same wavelength. All right, main card time. Uh, first fight on the main card, you got Christoph Jockos, 20-4. and four. He is a minus-170 favorite. He is fighting Marc-Andre Berlut, who's 11-2. and two. He's a plus-140 underdog. Uh, Devin, I think you lead the dance, pal. Who do you like in this fight? Oh, I think I'm gonna go Jotko, man. He, you know, he's got he's his last fight. He looked really impressive. I know the fight before that. I'm pretty sure he lost and it was kind of devastating. And he went back and he, you know, he kind of just became a new. And he's he looked really, really he looked really, really good in his last fight. He put it all together. He's got good stand up. He's got pretty good. He's got a pretty good ground game. I think this is gonna be a good fight for him. I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he'll finish technically. I don't think he'll. I don't think he'll finish technically. I don't think he's gonna, you know, go out there and stop him or anything. But I, you know, I do think yeah, he, he got knocked out by Brad Tavares. And then he went. Yeah. So I, I really think I'm, I'm confident with him. Um, yeah. I'm pretty confident with him. He, and these Polish guys, you know, they're tough, man. Fucking Polish guys are yeah, super they're, tough. They're tough. Chris Ojako's a guy. When he came to the UFC, I heard a lot about him. Uh, good overall, all over game. And then people found out that he he's hittable and he can get knocked out. He's been knocked out a few times. He's been hurt a few times, went away, got a new camp. He looked great in his last fight. He put it all together. Great kicks, great leg kicks, great body kicks, mixes everything up. Mark Andre Balut, a little bit wild. Um, a Canadian guy, again, a guy who, uh, you know, can crack. He has a lot of finishes, a guy that was hyped up again. These Canadian guys, when they come in the UFC, they get hyped up a lot for, for their accomplishments. And, and this was a guy I heard a lot about, Took him in his last fight as an underdog money. He lost to Andrew Sanchez. Just got out grappled. Didn't look very good in that fight. Looked very one-note, one-dimensional with the striking. Um, Jocko, I think, is going to miss this fight up. I don't think Jocko is going to want to stand with this guy because he's wild. Jocko's been clipped before. Can easily take this fight to the ground. He's world-class on the ground, at least above this guy, Marc-Andre, who hopefully the Andrew Sanchez fight wasn't that long ago. Hopefully he can maybe make some strides, maybe get GSP's wrestling coach, do something. Uh, to really, uh, to really um, get your takedown defense where it is, because when you're on your back, and Sanchez is a different guy. Andrew Sanchez trains at TriStar, um, 
uh, a guy who is a chain wrestler, a guy who's on top of you, you know, really good grappler, gets underrated a little bit. Huh, this is a tough fight to pick. I mean, I want to go Jocko, but with our scoring system, I feel like Andre Berlou, if if he can name, if he can hit something, he's I think he can win because I think Jocko's chin's shaky. I'm gonna take the underdog on that underdog. one. Get the points here. Um, I don't love the pick. I'm not gonna bet him. Like I said earlier, I, I would take Figueroa, who was an underdog that I pick opposite of. But I do like him uh, in our scoring system. I think this is could be a fairly close fight. All right. Next up, you got all, uh, Olivia and Auburn Mercier, who's 11 and four. He is fighting. Oh, this could be a hell of a name, Armand. Tsukarian, I sorry, thirteen and two. Uh, OAM is a plus one sixty five underdog, and Armin is a uh, minus two hundred five favorite. Uh, I think I lead the dance on this one. Armin is a guy who came on and, and made his UFC debut and lit the world on fire. He fought, um, what is that? Uh, yeah, Islam Makachev, uh, uh, Khabib's like right hand dude. Really, really exciting fight. Good grappling. He was supposed to get steamrolled by Islam, but he didn't. He looked good. A lot of people were high on him. OAM is a guy who was supposed to kind of be the next GSP, right? Like he trained with GSP. GSP kind of hyped this dude up. He's got like one finish ever. And it was a body kick over uh, Evan Dunham. Didn't look in his great. Uh, his last fight didn't look great. Didn't look great against Alex Hernandez. Um, you know, Gilbert Burns with another ugly loss in his last fight. So he's coming off two losses. Um, I've never been a big fan of uh, Olivia Amber Mercier. However, he did say on Twitter or in an interview, excuse me, I read it on Twitter, that he uh, commissioned a handicapper, a sharp like uh, like Devin and I are doing right now, and said, "Let me know what you think about Armin. What should I do?" And uh, he didn't name the name, but the guy submitted like a five-page paper or email or whatever to let him know what he should do against Armin. And he said it was the best money he's ever spent. So I like that he's thinking out of the box. Uh, Olivia Nabor Mercier is. I like that he's thinking out of the box. I like the number next to his name. This is a fight that I might pick. Come uh, come Saturday when I'm when I'm looking to make some money, Armand's a guy who really blew me away against Islam. The guy's tough as nails. He had good cardio. Took the fight on short notice. Uh, no one really knew who he was. He fought an undefeated uh, uh, Russian um, or Dagestani or whatever they want to be called. Um, so I'm going to pick Armand. I'm not super confident about it because I do like the number next to Mercier's name, but I just think Armand's just a little bit well rounded, more well rounded than uh, Mercier. So. Who do you got? You got the Canadian gangster. Or you got the uh, new guy in the scene here, Devin. This is probably if you're an OAM fan, this is not a good fight for him at home. They really should have picked another up and comer. Um, Armin's, I think it's Sarukian. I go. think that's how, I think that's it. Um, so this isn't a good fight for him. Um, this really isn't a good fight for him being at home, especially what you know his last couple fights, like you mentioned. This really isn't a good fight for him. Armin looks so impressive, so, so impressive against Islam. And like you said, he was supposed to get ran through. He was basically, they thought he was just a feeder, a, a short notice fight. They wanted to keep him on that card. And I, I think that, you know, like you said, Armin can be a star here. He's could be a potential dark horse in that division. Um, He's got good wrestling. He's got good stand-up. He's, and what changes him from a lot of the other fighters is he's really good in the transitions. And that's where a lot of fights can get won. MMA's come come so far along that people are getting so good at, you know, they're, they're so well-rounded now that you're, you're having to find other ways to win. And that's between transitions, between takedowns, between standup. And I think Armin is just so, so put together. He's young. He's fast. Like you said, he's got cardio. Um, he's, and the way he lost that last fight, it was so close. It was so such a close fight. I think that he's going to be super hungry 
And I think he's just going to want to make a name off of himself, make a name off of OAM and boost himself up. I, I don't think this is a good fight for OAM at home. I think that they should have gave him someone else. I, I just really don't think this is a good fight for him. Um, I'm going to go with Armin as well. Yeah. yeah, it's a tough fight. I mean, I agree. It, it, it's a weird matchup. OAM is a guy who uh, seems to be kind of selective of who he fights. Uh, he doesn't fight very often, I don't think. Um, you know, he's been put to sleep before, whatever. I think Armin, who looked really good in the grappling against Islam, I think he's gonna come out and strike on this. I know he trains with Tiger Mortai at times. I've seen videos of him pads. He looks sharp. He's got finishes by kicks and, and punches. He's got some knockouts on his record. OAM's a guy who is not a huge stand-up threat. Um, if Armin can grapple with Islam without, you know, getting submitted or getting dominated, he's gonna be able to hand OAM. It, it's a terrible matchup for OAM. I agree with you, but uh you know, that's unfortunate. That's just, the, you know, just the way it is. All right. Next up, you got Jeff Neal, who's 11 and two. He's a minus 335 favorite. He's fighting Nico Price, who's 13 and two, who's a plus 255 underdog. Devin, who you got, buddy? So Jeff Neal is definitely more well-rounded. Um, he's got a good couple wins. Nico Price is definitely... I would say maybe a little bit more of a power puncher and he just fights really aggressively. Um, this is, this is a tough fight to pick with our new scoring system. Yeah. This is the um, one I circled right here. I was going to really see what you did here. This is the one that, cause with, unfortunately our new scoring system doesn't really work all that well on this card. There's a lot of not really great lines for this card, but this is the this, one, this is the test right here, Devin. Let's see what you do. Yeah, this is, you know, so like if we're betting, we're placing our picks as if we were, if they were worth dollar amount at this point, correct. Since each point is with your assist, you know, yeah. so-and-so. So it's now the fights, we're not just picking like who's going to win. We're picking based on what we would bet money on. So that kind of changes things a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're, you're not just picking who's going to win. You're picking like, if you're going to, make a little bit of money or make a lot of money. Correct. Um, I think Nico price would be a good underdog pick for this fight. Um, and are you on odd shark? Is that where you're? Yeah. Uh, odd shark's been a little weird lately. I got, I I've been pulling from a lot of, I went to, uh, a website again with, I'm not going to drop their name cause they got to pay for that. But, um, I went to the website and they had him listed at, uh, at plus two fifty five. So that's what I got him at. But a couple other places have him a little higher, a little low. And Jeff Neal's minus three thirty-five. So yeah. there's not a lot of money coming back on him. Um, I really think that Nico Price is a good bet here. Um, Jeff Neal should put, should win this. I think you know, like the numbers, the numbers show. I, I would say it's maybe like a sixty-five, forty-five. You know, um, that's what I would put it at. I think that Nico Price is a good underdog pick. I think Jeff Neal should probably win this fight. He's just a lot more technically sound and well-rounded but nico price could get in there and brawl and if he catches him you know that he's he's got the power and he's got the tenacity and he is a good underdog pick especially with that number that number next to him i think he's one of the best underdogs on this card yeah as far as dollar amounts worth so yeah i'm gonna definitely i'm gonna go with him you're going nico price yes sir all right that's a that's a that's a good pick i was i was leaning towards nico price as well he's powerful i mean he's, he's got a knockout off his back which not many people can say he knocked out randy brown off his back he was losing every second of that tim means fight and then came back with a right hand knocked Tim means dead 
Uh, I'm high on Jeff Neal. I really, really like Jeff Neal. I think he's technical. I think he's really within himself. I think his boxing's great. He stays in the pocket. He has good head movement. Nico Price, a little bit longer, a little bit taller, so it might be a little difficult for, for Jeff Neal to do that. Jeff Neal's also still a waiter. I believe he's still a waiter somewhere. Like He's not a full-time fighter just yet. Um, a lot to be said with Jeff Neal. I think he's like the captain of that team that they do down in Texas. Uh, Nico Price, I follow him on social media. Super excited about this fight. It almost feels like a Jorge Masvidal thing where, um, a lot, I mean, Jeff Neal's a huge favorite, but Nico Price is smiling a little bit. Like, he almost knows something. Maybe that's just because he's very confident in himself. Um, since you took since you took uh, Nico, I'm going to go Jeff Neal. I'm going to go opposite. I, I think Neal is just a little sharper. Um, I think, he, you know, Nico can hit really hard, and I think if Nico's smart, he would probably maybe force us to the ground. Um, I think he's a killer. They're both finishers. Uh, I mean, I'm, if I bet, I'm going to bet Neil, um, but I'm also going to bet prop. It's not going to go the distance. I think someone's getting knocked out. Uh, I'm really excited. I think this might be the best fight of the night. I think this will probably win fight of the night, but yeah, I'm going to go Jeff Neil. All right. Next up, you got Chris Cyborg versus Felicia Spencer. Chris Cyborg's 20 and two. She's a minus 700 favorite. Felicia Spencer, seven and oh, she's a plus 450 underdog. Holy smokes. This is big. Uh, Felicia Spencer, Made her name in Invicta. She has one UFC fight, I believe. Is it one or two? Her last fight was against Megan Anderson. She submitted Megan. Um, yeah, so one UFC fight. Made her debut back in May. Already getting a crack at Chris Cyborg. Um, been following the embeddeds. She's very bubbly, very happy to be here. Starstruck to see Frankie Edgar. Um, I, I, I like her game. She's a, a, I believe she's a black belt, jiu-jitsu black belt. She teaches jiu-jitsu. She has good grappling. Her stand-up's a work in progress, but she is tough. She is a, a true featherweight. I, you know, I don't think she's ever going to cut down to 135. She's a good size for this weight class. Chris Cyborg, a girl I'm really high on. She did her whole camp out in South Africa with my guy Dom, uh, Dom Madge, which I like. Kind of get away from Southern California a little bit. Kind of get away from what she did. She looked terrible in the Nunes fight. Just looked wild. Just looked... Kind of just wanted to go for the kill. Didn't really have any game plan or whatever like that. But Chris Cyborg is still Chris Cyborg. She's a killer. I don't see Felicia being better than her on the ground. I see Felicia maybe having some good takedowns, but Cyborg is tough to take down. It'd be so awesome if I could be like, Felicia Spencer has the keys to beat Chris Cyborg. I'm taking the 450 underdog. I'm betting the house on it. Then I would go buy another house. like that. If I was that confident, I would do it. I know there's going to be some madman in Vegas. Going to make that bet on Felicia. However, Chris Cyborg's Chris Cyborg. I think she's going to be too good everywhere. And I think she's going to finish Felicia Spencer within the first two rounds. I'm going Cyborg. You taking that big underdog? You looking at that number, Devin, and saying, I like that? The same way you said about Nico Price, you know, like kind of like smiling at everybody. And how yeah. you say, I feel like Felicia Spencer knows something that no one else knows either. She's kind of got, yeah, yeah. She's kind of got that, 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 that bubbliness to her, right? She's very, very happy this week. And, like, who just takes a fight with Cyborg? Right. You know, like, who's really willing to yeah. take that fight? It's true. And it's – people have run, run from her, you know? And it's just – it's strange. I feel like she knows something that we don't know. Um, If she can get this fight to where she wants it, I think she's really, really smooth on the ground, you know? Between submissions, she floats really well. And, like, you you should have – did you see her against Megan? She looked great. Yeah. Um. She looked great against Megan, um, and that's where she's going to want the fight to be. She's not going to stand with Cyborg. Or, you know, everybody knows that. Um, Cyborg again with a crazy, with a crazy number next to her name, um, and 
it's it's not that crazy. She should win this fight. I have a weird feeling about Felicia Spencer, and I think you know we might really be surprised. I'm going to pick Cyborg, but I'm only going to pick Cyborg just because it's a safe bet and it's safe money. And like you said, if, if you had to bet your house on it, you'd pick Cyborg. But yeah. I think that we we might see something. We might see something strange here. Yeah. The only thing to, to touch Cyborg, you have to eat a hand. Right. You're gonna eat at least one or two to to get to get her where you want her. You're gonna have to take one or two. How well can you take them? And what you know? What are you gonna do from there? Cyborg's really really strong, and that's what's been able to keep her out of things on the ground. I would. I definitely don't think she's as technically sound as Felicia Spencer is, as far as her jujitsu or anything like that. Um. But I definitely would say she's definitely the, the stronger person, so which which helps a lot in that aspect. Um, like we were saying, that's the reason why Cyborg's been so dominant. She has a different type of strength. She's in the women's division. You know, she just has a she she sees how wide her back is. She cracks. You know, she's a big, big, powerful, strong woman, and I really think that she's just gonna probably finish her in the first or second. But. Yeah, I'm interested to see what's going to happen. Right. Yeah, well, this is Cyborg's last fight on a UFC contract. Yep. Dana White came out and said uh, she might be open to uh, doing one more, just a one-fight deal with Amanda Nunes because she apparently wants that fight back. She's also talking about going out there and fighting boxing with Shields. She's talking going out there, you know, wanting to sign somewhere else to make the big money. Um, yeah, right. I mean, she all she all before the UFC, all she wanted to do was fight in the UFC. Like, hey, why can't the UFC have a 145-pound division? They made this division for her, and now she's kind of over it, right? I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's she doesn't get along with the brass. She wants to do other things. Um, I think that had a lot to do with the Nunes fight. I think her she was distracted a little bit. Uh, Cyborg handled the Nunes loss like a pro, though. Didn't make any excuses. Gave all the credit to Amanda Nunes, which is awesome. Uh, a woman who's only lost her, her debut fight in MMA, she lost. And that was it. She's beaten everybody else. So losing like that in the first round and getting up and hugging, congratulating somebody was pretty awesome to see. Um, and you're right. There's something about Felicia Spencer. Um, I looked at her Invicta fights. I'm not overly impressed with her. She's She has a lot of finishes. She looks good on the ground. She hasn't really fought like consistently in a while. She's only 7-0. and um, I don't know if there's enough special about her to beat Cyborg. Uh, I get people ask me all the time, text me buddies of mine who who like to bet, and they go, "Who's the who?" I want a really big underdog that's gonna win. It's like it's not that fucking easy. To just be like, "Oh, this plus four hundred is gonna win." Um, but so when I think about how I'm picking fights, I think about would I recommend Felicia Spencer to a friend who knows nothing about MMA that just wants to put a couple hundred bucks on it? Probably not, right? Um, unfortunately, I just don't think she has enough for Cyborg. But again, this is a Cyborg that might be mentally checked out. I don't know. She didn't look great in the Nunes fight. Anyway, main event time. The fight that pretty much the reason I'm going to buy this pay-per-view is for this main event. Yeah, Max Holloway is 20 and 4. Featherweight, or yeah, featherweight champion in the world. Minus 375 uh, favorite against Frankie Egger, 23, 6 and 1. Um, I have two different numbers written down here. On some sites, he's plus 285. On other sites, he's plus 305. Um, a little, he, he, he's high up there across the board. I was looking forward to this fight last year. Unfortunately, Max like broke his ankle or something, had to pull out. Um, I know people are bitching and complaining that Volkanovski deserves this fight. Volkanovski's getting the winner. Everyone piped down. Main event time. Big, big fight for the featherweight crown here. Devin, what do you got? Will Volkanovski get that fight? Because what if Frankie Edgar wins and then they want to fight they want to make a fight with him and Henry Cejudo. That's true. Yeah, Henry. Henry's trying to call a shot. He wants that third belt. I think that he could talk that into existence, man. 
Yeah, I, I mean, it, 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 he's he's, <laughs> he's smart because uh, Max is a horrible matchup because Max is too big. Frankie's a smaller 145er, and he matches better up with him. I think Cejudo, uh, the king of cringe, baby, I think he's he's smart with this, but you can't deny Volkanovski, I don't think, right? I mean, you just can't. No, and, dude, and he had a horrible infection. He right. had a horrible yeah, infection. He, I don't even think he... He fucking died. Right. <laughs> he, he, he was in a hospital in fucking Chile with a blood infection. Yeah. Like... That's the last place you want to be. Um, I don't think he'd be ready for this fight anyway. I think he looks great. I think he deserves yeah. it. He probably wouldn't have been ready for, for Saturday anyway. So let these guys fight. I think Frankie earned it. And, uh, you know, Max won the fight. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Let's let, let's hear you got who you got here. Let him bang. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what I think that's what's going to happen in this fight, man. Um, how I how Frankie can win this fight um, is you know, I've been saying this all, all this whole time we've been on the phone now. Um, I really think that I really, really think that the way that Frankie can win this fight is in the transitions. He's not going to get takedowns against Max, but if he threatens him and then goes high, you know, maybe an overhand, go for a single leg and then fire an overhand. That's how, that's how he's, you know, that's how he's beat up all of his bigger opponents. Just keep on switching it up. Hands, 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 takedown, 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 switching back and forth, back and forth. If one doesn't work, the other's going to work. If that one doesn't work, the next thing's going to work. And he's going to keep trying until something works. And I, and that's, that would be a great way to beat Max. You know, unfortunately for him, I don't think he's going to beat Max. I have a really weird feeling about this fight. And I kind of had the same weird feeling about the Poirier fight. I wanted Max to win, but I knew Poirier was going to win that fight. Um, but I was really, really wanting Max to win that fight. And I feel like Frankie's going to do something weird here. I feel like things might take a shift. I really, really want Max to win, and I'm going to pick Max because it's the smarter money. But I really think people are kind of sleeping on Frankie. Um, he's he's really, really good, and it would be it would just throw a whole wrench into the system if he really if he won this fight. Because if you think about who he's lost to, he got knocked out by Ortega and got beat up twice by Aldo which are two people that Max beat pretty freaking decisively. So if he beats Max, this could throw a whole wrench into the system. Um, I really think Max is going to win. He's just so good with his stance switching. I think that the jab's just going to be there. Frankie can get eaten up and torn up with jabs. Um, they're both cardio killers, so I don't think that either one of them is going to finish each other. They're both fucking cardio machines. And it's going to be it's going to be interesting. Max is going to have to Max might not be able to take a round off in this fight, you know, kind of how he did in the Poirier fight. He's going to have to turn it on from the beginning and he's going to have to be aggressive from the beginning and finish even more aggressive. He, he can't take a round off against Frankie because Frankie's going to keep on going and keep on going. I don't think he has the power to knock out Frankie. Um, Dustin was Frankie's not Dustin. Sorry. His only Frankie's only knockout was in his last fight so i i just i i don't i don't see him winning i really don't see frankie winning um sorry i got i got off track there um You're i good, just buddy. i don't i don't see him i don't see frankie winning um brian ortega was his only knockout loss and i just you know i don't see i don't see max knocking him out i don't see i don't see frankie knocking out max um max has just got such a fucking chin he yeah. took a brutal knee from Poirier. He took some hard fucking bombs from Poirier. Yeah. Um, one, one, maybe one or two rounds against Poirier. He looked good in that fight. You can just tell he was outgunned and out man. And I, and that's the only person that I think is gonna beat Holloway. Right. Someone's got to like big brother him to beat him. You know right. what I mean? Like he's got to. 
you just got to be the harder puncher because you know, Dustin was they're they're equally technical. You know what I mean? They're equally technical, but just who had more bombs, and that's right. what really was the difference in that fight. I think that Max is definitely, definitely, definitely more technical when it comes to the stand up. He fires a jab. He's so good with his stance switching. He can power punch from both from southpaw and orthodox. He moves forward constantly. He cuts angles really, really well. He has great move, head movement. He probably has the best slip and rip in in all of the UFC. He's 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 just so good, and I think he's going to be too much for Frankie. And if he pipes a jab out there and he just keeps firing all night and he turns it up and turns it up and turns it up and, and stops at full volume, I think he I think he beats Frankie. Yeah, this is a fight I've been I've been I've been breaking down in my head over and over again. Uh, Max's few losses, minus the Poirier loss, the one I keep going back to, even though it was young Max. Um, he's lost to Poirier twice, but he also lost to Dennis Munez, um, a guy who was built like Frankie, who who trained wrestles. Maybe not as good as Frankie, but Max lost that fight. He's obviously rattled off. I mean, he hasn't lost in February in years. Um, Max is a guy that, I mean, he's not overwhelmingly powerful, but he's going to march forward. He's going to eat your best shots, and he's going to make you eat his. He's deadly accurate. Um, he doesn't kick as much as he used to. He used to throw more kicks. Now he's more of a boxing, keeps a wide stance. He leaves his leg open a little bit. Um, Poirier tried to take him down a few times, got him down once or twice, but it wasn't like a successful, it was kind of more of like, got him down, pop him back up. Um, I like Max, you know, Max has never been one of my true guys and neither is Frankie. But when I think about this fight, it's just, it's really hard to, cause it's such a good, unique styles. I think it's, there's no way it's going to be not be a competitive fight. Frankie Edgar looks ripped. Frankie Edgar looks in shape. Max is dancing with his son at the open workouts. Super confident. Max looks in shape as well. Uh, Frankie's probably on weight. Frankie's probably weighs 146 right now. It's a cut a pound. Max Holloway's probably hovering around 155. He's going to have to make the cut. Um, obviously he struggled in the past with the cut. He doesn't look good on the scale. Um, but he looks great at featherweight. I think he needs the cut to, to really ramp up the cardio. I think that's the one thing with the poor day. You touched on it is I feel like he took a round off and I felt like he wasn't pushing the pace as much as he used to because he was eating bigger shots. Poirier rocked him a few times and, and he wasn't used to that. Like he, you know, cause he can eat featherweight shots. The big fight here, a lot of people going back to the Brian Ortega fight. Max handled Brian Ortega pretty easily. Frankie got knocked out by him. Brian Ortega got really hand happy. Like I thought Brian Ortega should have shot more, maybe pull guard on Max. I think that's Max. One weakness is he's really good. Takedown offense. He's got good hips. He's got bigger legs for 145. What does he look like on his back though? Like, what is he a killer? He has a good GNT joke. He's got a couple submissions, but is he is he a killer off his back? I don't think he is. I think that's a question that needs to be answered. Frankie um, is taking a little bit away. He got knocked out by Ortega, came right back and beat Cup Swanson, looked great, has taken a year off, which I think healed him because that Ortega knockout was brutal. brutal. Been back and forth all week, but you know what? I'm taking Frankie Edgar with the underdog here. He's, he's good money. He's the underdog. I've had circled this whole card. I think he mixes up his striking with his grappling really well. I think if if he's going to kick uh, uh, Max's legs, he has that low calf kick. That's really good. Um, I think he's going to mix everything up. It's going to be a little too much for Max. I don't think Max is the quickest guy. He's long. He's in your face. He's aggressive. He doesn't stop, but neither is Frankie. And Frankie's smaller, and Frankie is quicker than him. Frankie's going to have a hard time getting inside that reach, but I think he's going to set it up with leg kicks. He's going to chain wrestle. If the wrestling doesn't work, he's going to go to the dirty boxing, back out. It's going to be a hell of a fight because neither of these guys get tired. And uh, I'm taking Frankie. I love the underdog points with Frankie. I, I, I'm confident. I'm really confident in Frankie Edgar turning this out and flipping this whole fucking division on its head. That's my two cents.
Yeah, man, you know, and that's and that's why I'm torn. That's why I'm torn. I know I kind of went on a rant and got lost there. Yeah. But um, I, I'm torn on this fight because people are really sleeping on Frankie. Yeah. He could put he puts it together, like you said, his ground game, his striking. It he he strings it together so well, and that's where these fights won. Like you have to be able to string it all together, and if you if you're evenly matched. Those transition periods is where you can win. Get close, dirty box, close striking. He, I, I think he, he might have something for Max. I, I'm going to go for Max. That's my pick. I really feel like he's one of my favorite fighters, and I feel yeah. like he can do it. But I, you know, I have this weird feeling. I have a weird feeling. Right. Um, I have a weird feeling. Just the same. I have the same feeling that I had before the Poirier fight. So right. it's, you know, a, it's all about. I mean, my buddy has that too. When 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 Connor walked out on Nate one. Him and I are both in like Conor McGregor shirts, and he looks at me, and goes, "Conor's gonna lose." I go, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "I got a feeling," and he's fucking right. You get the, as an MMA fan, you get these fucking feelings. Um, I my dog's barking. I just love the matchup in general. I think it's gonna be so good. It's so unique. Max has never really fought a Frankie Edgar before. No one really has, right? Max could run away with it, right? Max could just be on another level. Frankie's a little bit of an old school guy. I mean, he won the title at UFC one twelve many moons ago. So he's getting up there in age, so he could maybe slow down. I mean, that's a possibility, but you're right. I think people are sleeping on Frankie, uh, and people forget Frankie's fucking good, man. Frankie's really good. I know it's an ugly loss over against Ortega, but when you're fighting the best of the best, you're fighting Aldo two times, you're fighting at 155 when you shouldn't have been, you're coming down to 145, and you only got slept once. Um, you know, that's a pretty good fucking track record. All right, so I'm going to need your lock of the night. Look, look up and down your card. If you're not ready for lock of the night, I'll give you mine. We'll give you lock of the night. Get it right. You get an extra point. Um, you know, I'm good. I'm pretty certain with this fight. Um, it's a woman's fight, and I'm gonna go with Viviani Arujo. Nice. I'm pretty sure she's gonna be the lock of the night for me. Um, I think that that's gonna be the toughest fight. Um, that's gonna be the toughest fight for any underdog probably on that card. I think that she's just got the power, and she's just gonna put her away. Yeah. Um, it's 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 a I I feel feel pretty pretty confident pretty strong about that yeah i feel pretty good so you want to you want to you want to risk a point let's do this let's do that you want to risk a point um by predicting how it's going to end you don't have to get the round right but just predict how it's going to end you think she's going to end by knockout oh um you know do tko and knockout fall yeah yeah a stoppage i mean anything but a submit a submission any kind Um, of stoppage it might not be a it might not be a walk away knockout, but I think it it could either be a knockout or a TKO by punches. Um, you want to risk and, a point? That we'll do that. If you're locking the night, you're gonna predict around. You risk a point. You don't have to. You gain a point, but if you get if you get if you get the prediction wrong and the finish wrong, you um you get deducted a point. Um, I'm gonna be willing to. I think she gets it done, TKO or KO. Okay. Um, with whether it be the first, second, or third, I think she gets her out of there. Um, Alexis Davis is tough, but I think she's going to put it to her. Okay, I think I think she's going to I think she's going to finish her. You, you had you had Frankie for your underdog pick, right? You, you need your, there, so. you need you need some points. You'll get two. Yeah. I mean, you'll we both we're both on her, so that would cancel out if she wins. But if she wins and gets a TKO or KO finish within within the time frame, you get two points for that. So you'll you'll be up. My lock of nights could be Jeff Neal. Um, I'm really confident in that. I'm going opposite to you again. I just think if Jeff Neal wins, it's going to be by spectacular knockout. I'm going to risk a point for that fight as well. I think Neal's going to knock him out or TKO him. Um, I'm willing to risk a point for that one. So, uh, yeah, so I got to catch up somehow. If you if you hit that Nico Price under, I mean, we're in trouble here. 
All right, Devin, as always, it's been a pleasure, buddy. Um, looking forward to the fight Saturday, and hopefully hopefully I can get a W here, man. I need one. I need one for my confidence. Man, I feel like Frankie might take this in a weird way. I'm in your I head. I'm, I'm in I'm your head now. You're in your own. You're, you're doubting yourself. You're in your head. Uh, sleep well. You know what? I, you, can't, you can't change your pick because it's locked in, but if you do gamble and you wake up Saturday morning in a cold sweat and go, Frankie's going to win, throw some fucking shekels on him, man. Throw some money on him. Right. Yeah. I you can it. also text me and make me feel bad. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's true. I mean, trust me, I, if Frankie Yeager, cause I will be putting money on Frank Yeager. If he gets this out, I mean, I'm gonna have my wife video me doing cartwheels down my hallway and I can't do cartwheels. So it should be fun. <laughs> All right, Devin, it was good talking to you, buddy. I will talk to yeah. you uh, next pay-per-view pal. Awesome brother. Thank you for having me you on once it. again. And I hope you guys, hope you guys enjoyed it. Thanks. All right. See you buddy. Take care. Bye. All right, that was Devin Tejada right there. Great guy. Hoping to win this one. I need it. I fucking need it. I thought we broke down that card really well. Um, yeah, it, it, for, for a little bit of a lamer pay-per-view, there's some really interesting fights, and hopefully we guys made you some money. That's the show. I will talk to you guys next week. We'll recap all the wins, and hopefully uh, a winner is on my end. All right, see you guys. You want to take it from the top? Yeah, let's try it. Let's lay it down. Nick? You want to lay it down? Were you rolling on the rehearsal?